you're listening to this, you've made a huge mistake. This is A Waste of Time. It's a podcast with me, Mike Ernst, and Adam Rennie. You know, it's kind of fun. There's some predicaments we'll put each other in, probably. It's logical thought for completely illogical questions. It's going to be fun for us. The only reason you want to listen to this is, is you are trying to waste some time. So let's get into it. All right, Adam. Would you rather legally change your name today to Susan or <laughs> Captain Tooth? <laughs> Captain Tooth. That is so stupid. I love both of them so much because Susan, it was like I was hanging on by a thread for the last name that never came. So it's like I'm like Madonna or Seal. Like I'm, I'm imagining it's not like Captain Toots Rennie, correct? Or Susan Rennie. It's just that's okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm picturing just signing like whatever, like a like a mortgage or something work related, like our donor letters. <laughs> Susan. Um, but anyway, um, Oh God, that was funny to me. Like Susan isn't the weirdest woman's name used as a male name I could think of. Like, I, like if you said like Clarissa or something, I feel like yeah. that would be <laughs> worse. Um, <laughs> Captain Toots. Oh my gosh. Um, it's uh, my answer is Susan, but I'm just picturing myself in different life scenarios, either being like introduced to someone in, in either of those names or. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or being like at the DMV trying to talk the woman into believing that I don't have a last name, <laughs> that my name literally is Susan. Um, <laughs> I'm picturing like, yeah. look, here's my driver's license. <laughs> Susan. She's like turning it it's over. It's like McLovin from Superman, light. but better. Um um, I'm picturing like being in <laughs> being in like an Applebee's with like my dad and brother and there's a wait and it's just like Susan party of three and three <laughs> like three like I raise my hand and proudly walk up to the hostess and like two guys clearly follow me and just everyone's just just so confused um there's a lot of scenarios like that that are really funny to think about but would be a huge inconvenience but i would much rather be like captain toots is probably funnier like i would like i'm gonna be judged or just like looked at with with a lot of skepticism regardless of the choice and a variety of scenarios 
Catherine Toos is funnier to me, like as an outsider mm-hmm. looking in in that. Um, Susan's hilarious to me too. So, but I think I gotta go. Susan. Right. I will say I would rather call you Captain Toots. Sure. Um, that'd be more fun for me. But the the scenarios, you could get deeper into social settings with the name Susan, and then it it could be yes. funnier on a deeper level. Um, when you you know you've gone through you've registered through a, for a fancy dinner <laughs> with the name Susan you then you you're there no, nothing has no one has thought anything weird of this and then Emily says oh yeah this is a uh, or, or someone introduces Emily this is Emily Rennie <laughs> um, her husband Susan. <laughs> You just slap them on a name tag at any point where it's just Susan and you just have to roll with that. Like, you're not getting in the door with a, a name tag that says Cat no, The, the Susan thing, like, you're right. On a much deeper level, no. it's, I think at the end of the day, it's funnier to me because it would be funny in all facets of my life to me and a few close people to me. Like, I'm picturing, uh, I don't know, like, um, we're at a charity event or something and some silent auction item catches my wife's eye and, and she bids on it and we win and they announce them later. And <laughs> instead of announcing Emily and Susan Rennie, it's Emily Rennie and Susan. <laughs> like, that... <laughs> like, why didn't they just say both of their names and then their last name? Like, nope, Susan doesn't have a last name. Like, I don't know. There's just something very funny about that to me. I agree with you. But that doesn't mean I can't call you Captain Toots. I can call you that. That's true. Captain Toots. Let's, let's live in a hypothetical world here where you get a call from a producer at Nickelodeon tomorrow. Specifically Nick Jr. I was going to say. I Yep, Nick, Nick Jr. Okay. They give you 100% total creative freedom. Um, You're not answering to anyone. But they task you with launching and creating a Blue's Clues relaunch. I'm just curious how you're going to go about that process and kind of your thought process with that. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, like nothing needs to be the same by any means. I mean, there's got to be some similarities for right. you know, whatever right. nostalgic purposes. But um... <clears throat> okay, this is going to be tough because I don't know what these kids. <laughs> I don't know what these kids are into. These kids, I, I guess. I guess Blues Clues was for a younger audience than I probably was when I remember watching it is that fair can you I give think me a so. demographic i think it was like i think we were like right in between the kind of the age ranges like we we're right on the tail end of like the range of yeah of age I, that that was popular for but i think it was i'm gonna guess when i watched it a little bit i was probably like 
nine and it was probably geared more towards like six years six and seven year olds maybe even younger than that four or five year olds yeah i could see yeah i could see that um i just googled it blues clues i think premiered in 1996 um so yeah i uh yeah that's yeah. about right then i was eight eight nine wow. somewhere in there mm-hmm. so that's when it started and th- that was just what was on at 10 a.m in the summertime so i was probably 10 years old still watching blues clues and saying like i've seen this episode look at steve what a dummy that sort of thing um okay so i <laughs> my first instinct is to create a like a reboot for people who are our age is oh yeah they're going crazy for the nostalgia i think you're right these these cats yeah we we, our generation we are unable to let go of of teenage mutant ninja turtles and hey arnold and stuff so hence why in the last two months I've watched every episode of Smart Guy that was ever made and <laughs> um, season one of Even Stevens. Correct. Uh, and uh, I yeah. am looking. I'm as guilty as anyone. Game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as am I. I will not deny this. So that's where the money's at, bud. So we create. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's Steve and he lives by himself. But he talks to his salt shaker and stuff and his dog and the mailbox and he sits on a the big comfy no, I'm thinking of the big the big red couch. (laughs) Yeah. Or he yeah, he sits on a big old it's he's got a big chair. Uh no, yeah. Big red chair. What was it called? I think a big red chair, something like that. The big comfy couch was a program where there was a clown lady oh okay. <laughs> follow one up adam that'll take you down a yeah uh, i don't want down to a hole went up that path okay uh yeah so it's it's like a loser like just slacker guy who might be on may or may not be on psychedelics because he's talking to his mr <laughs> barb so who has a french <laughs> accent so yeah. if if Nickelodeon comes to me and they say, "Hey, we want a Blues Clues reboot relaunch," I was like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in four months uh, post production, and we'll we'll show you what we have." Um, at that point, it will not. I don't think you know what I, I think I could do it in a way that it wouldn't be for. Uh, six-year-olds per se but they Mm -hmm. could watch it yeah i will i will make it pg enough that it will it will still have the colors and the shapes Mm -hmm. and so you could turn it on where your your little child is like oh it's blue and and all of that but there's gonna be such a layer there's gonna be a, a a very subtle layer of like adult humor and some cynicism that's going to be over the kids' heads. Oh yes. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to get the parents who have their kids now 
who are like, let's watch Blue's Clues, but they are really going to want They're the it. one, yeah, then exactly. They're going to have, they're gonna have the people who don't have kids yet, like, who are going to watch it kind of ironically for nostalgia's sake, but then they're actually, they're also going to, like, really fall for it because yep. they're going to be watching, and it's going to be on Nick Jr. That's the beauty of it. But I think, yeah, I think that's the route I'm going to go. And if Nick Jr. doesn't like it, they just lost a bunch of money. But I think their their, their hand will be forced when I when I tell them, all right, this is what I made. You can either release it and try to make your money. No, they're releasing it. That's part of the agreement. Exactly. Whatever you make, they're releasing. Okay. Yes, definitely. So how are you going about the casting of that? Okay, so here's the thing. I kind of want to get the original Steve back back Steve. in the saddle. Steve Byrne? <laughs> Stevie Byrne. He he got out of the game way too early. Okay? Wasn't there – did he pass away or was that like a weird celebrity hoax thing a few years ago? Do you remember that? Yeah, I – I just remember there was always a mystery around why he left Blue's Clues because then they had some other guy named Joe start over or, you know, like continue. Was that, he even had a goodbye episode. He, he, oh, he went to the college. That was his deal. This guy was about 35 <laughs> when he was shooting the show, and he left Blue's Clues to go to college like in the episode, and then his, his cousin or his brother or something over the show um but yeah there was always a controversy around why he left and then i I don't know about the death thing yeah i i remember there being some i'm almost positive it was a hoax can you tell me now if he's dead or not because this is gonna affect my casting um yeah steve burns wikipedia oh he looks creepy now (laughs) I don't think he's dead. No, he's not dead. It must have been a hoax. Anyway. Okay, that's good. That helps. That makes my casting process a lot easier. Um, yeah, if I'm going to stay true with, with my vision, it's going to be just basically a reboot. Uh, it's going to have all the same characters, but they're just going to be played by, you know, they're going to, there's going to have more of an adult sort of tone to it. Mm-hmm. Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna get Steve if I can. If I can't get Steve, um, I don't know. I'll I'll just find. That's gonna be tough. Would Would you do it? Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm coming to you. I'm gonna give you. Uh, it's about. You're gonna be shooting for two months. Three months on a green on a soundstage. Um, it's going to be a two million dollar check. Will you be my Steve? Um, I would. I would sign that contract faster than. I don't even know. I wouldn't. I would just. I would handwrite a contract on a on a napkin that was next to me when we had that phone conversation, <laughs> and then immediately sign it. I would prob I would probably do it. Uh, I'm trying to think, 
I guess I would have to read the script and see how like weird your interpretation of Blue's Clues is getting. Mm-hmm. Um, if on the surface it's like you know funny with some a little bit of dark humor, like yeah, I'm all in. And I'm not all in because I want to be Steve from Blue's Clues. I'm all in because I'm picturing you and I trying to like you you like directing me. Yes, and how hilarious that would be for me for two whole months i would do it i would do it for if i could get a two-month leave for my job i would do it for um two thousand dollars (laughs) probably all right steve burns (laughs) i I don't think he's in that dire so i think i'm gonna cut him uh we're gonna do we're gonna up the production on animation or something and we're gonna go ahead and cast you Two grand, yeah, that's gonna be incredible. I'm gonna come out from behind the camera, take off the headphones, and say, "All right, Adam." So, here's <laughs> the point of this scene is, you know, uh, blue is you're looking for the clue, but the clue it's really like your self worth, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just not get- just about the clue, yeah. We could cover so many different subjects. You could be like looking at a postcard from like Israel or something. And and Adam and Blue jump into the middle of, you know, the Middle Eastern crisis of or the Middle Eastern conflict. Like this is God, this is really, okay. I'm writing notes right now about possible episodes. I, the, the possibilities are endless. They, they I'm really picturing are. a Really, the only thing that bugged me about that show, and again, this is your creative mind, so I wouldn't want to. The other thing I would write into that contract is explain the size of the house in some way in that show. <laughs> Even when I was like nine or eight watching that show, it used to drive yeah. me crazy. And I know that there is, you know, a, a a funny reason to it or whatever is like part of the comedy or whatever, but it used to just drive me crazy that you'd walk in this house and then they'd start walking like 200 yards in each direction. There'd be like eight rooms to the left. When, when you're seeing the house from outdoors, it was like the size of a closet. And maybe that's part of the magic when they drop, they jump into stuff or whatever. Um, but I don't know. No, no, no. Adam, there was, there's no magic in the house well except that he's talking i think i would write into the contract that i'll do it for two thousand dollars but i want you to replicate the house room by room but on a better like actual like i want you to find a house that has that layout and decorate the same and then show how it would actually look from the outside because that was always one of my pet peeves adam I love that we're talking through this. Uh, we're basically negotiating your contract now, right now, which is perfect. Yeah, we'll find that house. We'll build that house. You know how much right. money we're saving on your salary, pal? I just watched, I just watched the Jordan thing it. the other night. All right. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting myself into a Scottie Pippen Whoa. scenario where he signed like a seven-year contract <laughs> and then became the second-best player in the league but was, only, was like the 120th uh, highest-paid player in the league because i don't see a scenario where the show is not going to become a huge hit netflix is going to buy it you're going to be raking in some you know yep you're just gonna be raking in those fees forever 
I might, I might need three grand up front. Adam, listen, I'm not. And no, no, okay. Now that now we get into the brass tacks here. Okay, three grand up front, totally fine. Listen, let's let's do your first. Let's do a one year contract on this. Okay, we'll see how it goes, but we'll renegotiate afterwards. If it's a big hit, like you say, listen, you're you're gonna you're gonna get paid. Don't even worry about. This is it. how Pippin got burned. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Now just sign this. Go ahead. I'm gonna send you something electronically. Just sign it. Don't waste your time looking through all of the all the words. It's a lot. I get it. You're not. I don't. I'm not hiring you for your ability mm. to read contracts. I'm hiring you for your talent and your great ideas right. about You're the right. size of the house. <laughs> oh God. No, that's helpful. That's a that's a nice little. Um, that was enjoyable hearing you talk through that. Well, thank you for bringing it up because at first I, I had no interest in resurrecting. <laughs> now you're going to make it your life's work. But now I'm pretty excited about it. Adam, would you rather have a Blue Jay's nest on your head constantly or a rat's nest in your belly button? Oh, wow. You just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yep. I just got the shakes. Um, the about the Blue Jays? No, the rat and the belly button. That one. Yes. That one. That one got me. Um, being the zoologist major you were, remind me. Uh, uh, baby rats are very small. Am I correct in that? You're. Uh, very correct. I think when they're first born, you're looking at a couple centimeters, you know, three centimeters. Okay. Maybe. Depends on the the type of rat, but yeah, tiny. Okay. But they grow. Um, yeah. So is it safe to assume that once uh, there's a point where the babies are born, they're in this, you know, the rats or the eggs are on my head or belly button. And then at a certain point, they, they scurry away or am I, or is the nest, are the nests being replenished? And for the rest of my life, that's the, that's the situation I'm in. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a reprieve here because a lot of, a lot of our choices have been for the rest of our lives. (laughs) So I'll just go with through one season. um, Oh, okay. A blue jay lands upon your your crown and builds a nest. You cannot mess with it. It's gotta because if you mess with the with the nest, it's gotta restart. It's gotta start oh, over. You wouldn't want that. No, 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 no. So a blue jay will build a nest upon your head, lay its eggs, uh, care for them until the 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 baby jays leave the nest, and then you are free of them. Same with the rat. Uh, Got a, it. A mama rat crawl under your belly button. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't, I don't like that thought. Yes, at all. But okay, continue. Uh, yeah, it, the the mama rat gives birth in your belly button. She leaves to acquire food. She brings it back to her young until they are ready to leave. Uh, the nest, aka belly button, and then um, 
and then your your task is done. Okay. Last clarifying question before I kind of get to my decision here. Is it safe to say gravity is not in play in this scenario? Like I can lay down and or stand up based on the, the belly button versus head, or am I do I need to be horizontal to the ground to keep the rats safe or always be standing for the Blue Jays' sake? Great question. Um, the the nest will adjust. It'll kind of tip down onto your forehead when you lay down. It's like a, uh, like a gyro. Can't think think of an analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nothing really exists like that. I don't think like a, um, you know, like a, what are those called? Uh, weeble wobbles. You know, they wobble, but they don't fall down. There's some. Yes. Yep. I was thinking even yes. like a, a like someone like like walking on a big old inflatable ball of some sort. Like the balls turn in, but the humans, you know, got this balance, so it's it's standing up. So kind of kind of similar to that. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um. So I'm not a huge fan of of being you know my head kind of being pooped on 24 7 um i feel like i like the idea more of the rat's nest from the sense of the the rat feces will be more contained um but there's just something about a little rat and i'm not really even scared of rats per se um it's not necessarily like a classic um rat fear it's more of like how they operate and move like they're they're sniffing stuff their 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 hands are wiggling around and something about the belly button and and those movements are not hitting home with me um so i think i think i'm gonna go bird nest on the head um and you know hopefully that would start during quarantine but if it doesn't i'm just gonna continue the quarantine and probably just stay at home until the the little the little blue jays are, are hatched. Um, yeah, you'll have to say I've got a you know, I've got the virus. I'm quarantining and yeah. until until the blue jays leave the nest. However many <laughs> however many weeks that takes. Um, okay, I feel you. I think that one for me was the grossness of a rat versus the visibility mm-hmm. and yeah, of, of the bird's nest, the blue jay. Blue jay, a beautiful bird. People might even beautiful. admire them, the mother. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be then, like uh, people would be attracted to, to come kind of hang out with me and it would be an easy kind of icebreaker in social settings. Yeah. Um, so maybe I wouldn't have to really quarantine myself at home maybe within reason social scenarios i could kind of go out and be a good conversation starter yeah you could say hey this this mama just landed here and i i care about birds i'm going to protect them and i'm an environmentalist (laughs) versus adam i want you to look down right now and slightly lift up your shirt and look at your belly Mm -hmm. button and just imagine a rat tail. I don't love that. <laughs> I, 
you're reaffirming the decision I've made. I, um, yeah, I don't love uh, that at all. I, I, okay. I, I think it would be a very, um, I don't think what the word is. It might change my perspective on things. I feel like I would take the, the nest. I would become kind of the mother figure almost like I would, I would care for it. I would, you know, I would hope that the blue Jays, once they hatch kind of hang around my house and I can kind of, it's kind of like those, those documentaries you see where people raise the, the wild animals and then it gets to a point where you got to let them, let them free. And then they go see them 20 years later and they come running up and remember them. And, you know, that's kind of the relationship I would want to have with, with the blue Jays that I, I raised upon my head. Yes. You could only hope that would be fantastic. The rats, I would not, I would never want to see again. And I couldn't (laughs) wait for them to leave my belly button. Would you rather sleep on concrete with just underwear and a t-shirt with you get a pillow but you do not get blankets forever let's just do forever on this one or have to eat an entire pack of double stuffed oreos four days a week Okay. Okay. Sleeping on concrete. Right off the bat, I don't. I don't need a very soft surface to sleep. Sometimes I prefer just popping down on the floor. You know what I mean? If there's a couch and it's not, it's a little suspect for lumbar support. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the floor. Um. What really scares me is that no blanket situation. Mm-hmm. I love a nice, even just draping a sheet over top of me just creates a, a safety that allows <laughs> a perceived safety <laughs> that allows me to drift off to dreamland. Are we about to get into some, some, sort of... some deeper mental <laughs> <laughs> issues that that blanket signifies that could be man we can get into it (laughs) sleeping out oh okay so the concrete it this is indoors though this could be indoors uh yeah yeah okay that's good i was initially picturing i'm out in the driveway (laughs) like november (laughs) yes exactly okay that helps a lot pillow no blanket okay eating a pack of double stuffed oreos four days a week already i i'll get a package of oreos once every three years i'll say Mm -hmm. and i'll eat it pretty quick because they're addicting i'll yeah i'll bust through it in a couple days i think but Mm -hmm. then i'll feel like sick immediately after Uh uh-huh I'll tell you what, I hadn't had a pack of Oreos, right? I, I don't think I had an Oreo in, I'd give it a good four years. And then I've gone through two packs during this quarantine. They are very addicting. See? Yeah. Uh, do you get it? Do you get some milk with those, Adam? Yes. Got it. You got it. I probably average a gallon and a half of milk I put down per pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you eat like um, three of those things and it's like you've never been thirstier before but it's not it's not water thirsty it's you need a full glass of milk 100 percent. yeah water doesn't do it um yeah i i think i think if i ate four packs of oreos a week i'd get diabetes right is that what do you think that's not healthy there's there's no debate that it's unhealthy um yeah but i i don't know i, I i'm not a i could i could maybe burn them off i'm a nutritionist i think yeah i think you'd have to work out uh, like a like a bandit for you know probably four hours a day three um, three hours a day or whatever to kind of offset that but i don't know offset okay um (laughs) yeah i i do we can get into what what it is that i am gonna miss about not having a blanket but i think i'm gonna go sleeping on concrete because i like i said doesn't really bother me how soft the mattress is or or what um god i might regret it though and maybe as i get older god the rest of my life yeah i think i i still think that the health problems are are gonna be greater with the double stuffed oreos what do you what are you thinking on this one pal um i think i'm i I like a very soft bed um i would have a hard time getting used i think anyone would obviously but um I think I'm rolling the dice with the Oreos and I'm getting just the strictest workout plan and diet outside of those four boxes of Oreos I eat a week to try to help offset some of that. But I think I'm rolling the dice a little bit, but I'd probably go Oreos. I would love for us both to live out these scenarios and just in 30 years, like meet back up. (laughs) <laughs> and just see how we're doing. No, you know? no communicating between. <laughs> Commit to those lifestyles, and I'll see you in thirty years. Yes, and then we'll see what's going on. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap on episode two. Uh, appreciate all six or seven of you that tuned in again. Um, yeah, it was fun making another one. I look forward to hearing everyone's feedback. When we started this, we thought we'd be one and done, but the feedback on on episode one was fairly positive, so we may keep it rolling for a while, give give everyone something to do during these uh, interesting times, so hope you guys will join us next weekend. We're planning on bringing on our first guest, probably change up the format of the questions uh, for next weekend as well, so hope you'll tune in. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.